Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. As investors, we're always on the lookout for assets that escalate in price over time. And if that price escalation is predictable, then you have the makings of a surefire investment. Many investors take the stance of looking retrospectively and attempt to use history as a predictor of future performance. Imagine looking at the chart of a commodity like copper or gold or lumber or platinum. You would see a general, long-term, upward price, largely driven by devaluation of the currency. But short-term supply and demand fluctuations often dominate those trends. You see prices spike, followed by periods of depressed prices that can last a decade or more. Some have argued that the path to increased value is scarcity, removing supply from the equation, and prices will increase as long as demand remains strong. We see this right now, for example, in real estate. Some are arguing that cryptocurrencies have increased in value based on this phenomenon. I'm not recommending crypto because I don't believe the supply side is constrained. Now, there's a relatively new product designed to create financial incentives to reduce pollution and greenhouse gases. Governments the world over have introduced a tax of sorts on carbon emissions. This tax is in the form of carbon credits. I know there's some purists out there that will argue there's a difference between a carbon tax and a carbon credit. These carbon credits can be purchased and traded on the open market. Virtually all companies will eventually need to purchase carbon credits, so the demand for the product is virtually assured to increase. The system started back in the late 1990s, when many of the world's largest governments ratified the Kyoto Protocol. It was a tiny experimental step towards helping countries lower carbon emissions. All over the world, little pockets of the protocol have been popping up. And you've probably heard the term cap and trade. Whatever they're called, they require corporations to purchase carbon credits to cover their emissions. Right now, there's the European Union's emissions trading system. It's the largest regional carbon market in the world. There's a statewide system in California. There are similar ones in Japan, Quebec, and New Zealand. And there's a new countrywide emissions trading system opening up in China this year. Demand from those programs has fueled a significant amount of growth in the carbon credit sector. In the European Union alone, carbon credits have risen by more than 500% in the last four years. But there's never been a single worldwide unified system for the sale and purchase of carbon credits, at least up until recently. Eventually, every major corporation in the world will be forced to lower their carbon emissions or buy carbon credits to offset those emissions. Here's the thing. The 10 largest carbon pricing systems in the world only cover about 5.5 gigatons of emissions. That's about 10% of the global total. So by itself, a global emissions trading system would be enough to expand the use of the carbon market on a global basis. It's simple math. Demand will rise by about 20 times. If and when the Kyoto Protocol goes global, it's going to be a nuclear bomb for the carbon market. And remember, it's going to get squeezed from the other end as well. The key feature of an emissions trading system is that the number of carbon credits decreases over time, even as they're getting more expensive to purchase. So there's scarcity built into the system. It's not a market for private investors yet. It's not an open public market, but that's not that far away. See, carbon credits can be private sector initiatives as well. For example, if you plant a forest that captures carbon, it has a carbon capture credit value that offsets the emissions that might be coming from, say, an electric power plant. If you plant enough forest and couple that forestation to the power plant, you can theoretically make that power plant carbon neutral. As the value of the carbon credits increase and the regulatory pressure mounts to reduce emissions, these investments can become more valuable. Now, while the market for carbon credits is still developing, it has a few characteristics that might be compelling. Number one, demand is virtually guaranteed to increase. And number two, the supply of tax credits is scheduled to decrease. Now, there is some risk in the market. 
developing countries have been exempted from these caps since it was seen as unfair to the developing countries to force more constraints on their economic development. The plan was part of the Kyoto Accord and then more recently the Paris Accord in 2015. Both look like a brilliantly conceived plan except for one fatal flaw. The UN classified China and India, the world's largest and third largest polluters, as developing non-industrialized nations. That meant they were allowed to produce an unlimited amount of credits and had no caps on emissions. And when that realization hit the market, the value of the European carbon credits fell from 30 euros a ton to 2 euros a ton. Literally, the bottom fell out of the market. And many of the carbon offset programs underway at the time died in the process. The key to having a viable carbon market is enforcement by government. New initiatives in the U.S., along with initiatives announced by China this year, aim to bring some real limits on carbon output. Prices in Europe have risen from 4 euros per metric ton back in 2016 to over 78 euros per metric ton this year. And Washington recently passed a law this year that puts a limit on the amount of greenhouse gases that can be emitted and then auction off allowances to certain highly polluting sectors until that cap is reached. Enforcement is scheduled to begin in 2023. Now this is a nascent market, but prices for carbon credits have been rising steadily since 2012 and they're expected to continue to rise as long as enforcement remains in place and an increasing percentage of the world is included in the initiative to save our planet. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.